0: If you enjoy the show, share it with a friend. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. You can find us on the web at www.facebook.com/slipangleshow and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at slipangleshow. Welcome everybody to Slip Angle Show. I am Austin Cabot and I am joined by John Wagliardo and today we are in Torrance, California uh, with Jason from Global Time Attack and also joining us is Doug Nguyen. How's it going guys?
1: Going good. How about you? Doing great. Having a great time. Just got to California today and... Loving it already. Oh, yeah? Yep.
0: Awesome. Yeah, you're here for some Optima stuff, right?
1: Yeah, I'm here for the uh, Optima Challenge event this weekend at uh, Fontana Speedway.
0: Okay, awesome. And you just happened to be in Jason's office when we walked up. We're like, hey, I know that guy.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It was great running into East Coast folks out here on the West Coast.
0: Yeah. I think we all just need to move out here. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of that right now. Yeah. All right, can you're you're buying, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could buy one house and everybody could live in it. That'd be kind of interesting. Like we call it, like racing headquarters or something. I don't know. That's how everybody yeah. affords to live here, right? They yes, really, they I share live houses. with four other
2: families yeah. actually in Huntington Beach. Is how <laughs> I make it happen. <laughs> it's like a yeah, sports it's...
1: Frat house.
0: I should just buy a double decker bus, and then we can convert it to an RV. I wonder if anyone's done that with a double decker bus. Where are you gonna park it? Wherever the heck I want, man. Behind a shop somewhere. You think about it, that? Or in a Walmart. <laughs> Actually, yeah. You we can park it park it. Yeah. yeah, we could offer like tours of LA tours. and just drive everyone around with their house. Like, you don't even have to like wake up and go down there. You wake up and you're already on the bus, turn and over to go. and check
2: out the sites. Yeah, that's right, perfect.
0: So that'd be that'd be really interesting, actually. And then we can tow a stacker and have some race cars. And yeah, fit, now like, we're talking. At least four families. Sorry. Anyways, Slip Angle Show. How's it
2: going, guys? It's going good. Yes, Doug. Uh Had a surprise visit today here at the Global Time Attack headquarters for Mr. Doug Wind. Uh, Any um, fans of Doug or people that follow along Global Time Attack over the last uh, five years or so, probably know Doug is an avid front-wheel drive Dodge SRT4 man. It's fast. Fastest in the land, I would presume. It's probably safe to say. And uh, he's been a big supporter of Global Time Attack since day one. Comes out to most all of our events, um, even though he's... Based out on the East Coast, he makes it, which is great. So it was a surprise to see him today, and he's out doing his thing. He's racing this weekend, so if you got a chance, check Doug out this weekend at the Optima Streetcar Challenge at Auto Club Speedway.
1: Yeah, we're out there this weekend. Uh, we're actually uh, going for the championship right now in our class. So we've been leading it for the last uh, the second half of the season. We've been in the lead, and uh, it's going to be a tight battle, though. We got uh, some really tough competition out here. But we're really looking forward to it, and it uh, should be a good, good good, event. It's great to see, you know, for myself, um, you know, to,
2: to to see the, you know, I call them GTA teams. I use that hashtag sometimes on Twitter and Instagram, or, you know, I've seen the other uh, drivers out there and, and teammates say, uh, use GTA fam for, like, you know, for family, obviously. Yeah. Anybody out there didn't get that. Yeah. Um, but it's great to see, you know, the GTA drivers out there doing different things, doing other things, whether if it's, um, you know, Doug, he <clears throat> is competing in uh, Optimus Three Car Challenge, and it looks like he might take it, which would be great. You know, it's really cool to see. Um, you know, we have other drivers such as, uh, like, you know, Dai Yoshihara. Everybody knows him from Formula Drift and right. all the great things he's done there. Uh, but he also campaigns a front-wheel drive Spoon Sports Civic uh, in our GTA Pro-Am series out here on the West Coast. And he's... Been the fastest of the entire event, even against the all-wheel drive cars. Oh wow! And rear-wheel drive cars. Um, so is he ripping the
0: e-brake a lot? Like <laughs> I'm practices? not sure what that
2: is. <laughs> no, he's all about grip, and he's really good at it. You know, you uh, you know, the, um, he's a talented driver, and it right. shows. You know, so that's really cool to see. And uh, you know, watching um, TV last weekend, and you know Jeff Westfall that uh, campaigns the GST Motorsport Subaru L for Mike Warfield is off racing in Ferraris, you know, on television, you know, and it's like, yo, you know, there's Jeff doing big things. So um, it's really cool. It uh, definitely shows that there's a lot of talent pool out there um, amongst the Global Time Attack set of teams and drivers, not just drivers, but tuners, suspension people, uh, engine builders, uh, talented group of individuals. So it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm proud to, to be a part of this group you know, it's cool. So it was nice to see Doug come by today, and he's out doing things. So, yeah. you know, good luck to Doug this weekend.
0: Yeah, I don't think people realize how small of a community it, it actually is. You know, there's uh, tons of people that just know each other uh, from various events. Um, and it's just, you get together, and it's a big family. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, yeah, I don't think I've ever been to an event where if somebody's having a problem with their car, a competitor wouldn't help them get the car fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be out there. We want to have the competition. We want to have the camaraderie. And it's not all about you know some of the uh, some of the drama that you see in some other places. You know, yeah, it's 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 a really it's a really good group.
0: Yeah. Speaking of that, I think uh, a couple of years ago you actually loaned me some toe plates in an event. Uh, to s- I had to check the toe on my car after a little off track mishap. So <laughs> not you, no, <laughs> not me, never, no, okay. never, never off track, no, no. So and then I think that same year uh, the, your car had caught fire in the pits real quick. Uh, and I was walking by to go see somebody else, and I think I was able to hand you a, a, a fire extinguisher from your
1: trailer. Yeah, we had a little mishap one time. <laughs> so And I, I was there for it. It was great.
0: So, well, not great, but
1: yeah.
0: it was great that I was there. That's so, I no, no big
1: damage. We're good. <laughs>
0: How many people are you going to be going up against directly this uh, weekend?
1: I uh, believe right now we've got 19 people in our class. Oh That's wow. a big class. So uh, what what class not, is that? Uh, this is the GT Lights class. It's okay. a, anything under thirty-two hundred pounds, basically. Okay. They've got uh, they've got four classes there, and the the lightweight class, the under thirty-two hundred, is a catch-all. It can be a vintage car, it can be an all-wheel drive Evo, it can be a Porsche, it can be a, a, a C, any really any generation Corvette, right. and or it could be a front-wheel drive Dodge Neon. Okay. So,
0: now, under under thirty two hundred, is that race weight or is that like what the what the manufacturer says the vehicle's supposed to weigh? No,
1: it's it's race weight, but it's not dr- no driver.
0: Okay, okay. So. so the next class up, you want to be at like thirty two oh one.
1: Correct. And we've had people that switched into other classes. Um, another person that's been you know competed in the past in a global time attack, uh, Todd Ersley. He went out to the first event this year in his Evo, and he added weight to it to go into the GTS class, right. which uh, is where he would uh, land if he's over 3,200. And he was in there at about 3,205 pounds, and <laughs> yeah. he, rocked, he rocked the class and won uh, the first time out on his home track. So yeah. he, he did some good planning on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Todd's a good guy. I know Todd. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, Global Time Attack has an event coming up, or actually two events,
2: right? Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, Not this weekend, but next weekend, um, the 17th and 18th of October, we're out at NOLA Motorsports Park. Uh, We're part of a bigger event called NOLA Speed and Style. Huge car show, uh, drifting, there's going to be HPDE going on as well. And then, of course, we're running the time attack competition. We're running a full global time attack that weekend, Saturday and Sunday um, I think we go hot on track at uh, 8.55 a.m., and I think we're done around 4 p.m. each day. Okay. Um, we're running our typical format of uh, uh, multiple 15-minute sessions dedicated to each group. Um, it looks like we'll probably have two run groups, um, you know, unless something changes with the amount of cars entered. But right now, it looks like we'll be at two run groups. So it's going to be ample amount of time for everybody, and it looks like enough space out there as well to get in you know, at least one hot lap on every session, which, uh, is more than what you need. If yeah. you're a true time attacker, as you guys right. know, right. um, you know, it's not a marathon. You shouldn't have to take all day to get your time. If you do, God bless you. But you know, uh, it should be quicker than that. Yeah. It's what we're trying to, you know, kind of push everybody into that type of thinking and that type of format, um, And the NOLA, of course,
1: that's the uh, new one just outside of uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, correct?
2: Yes, it is. It's only about 20 minutes or so from, you know, what you would call New Orleans, kind of the tourist area, like French Quarter and whatnot. So it's really close. It's not like where we're at right now in Torrance, California, the closest track and, and not Auto Club, but like closest time attack course that we frequent like button willow or willow springs are three hours from here okay you know and that's not counting getting through los angeles that's with no traffic you know what i mean so that's a rarity uh so this only being 15 minutes from a really cool area that's that's fun um looking forward to that it'll be nice to be able to go somewhere at nighttime which is kind of neat you know just thinking personal wise you know besides just the on track festivities and whatnot Um, but we're stoked to be a part of a big event um they're going to make it an annual event when I say they, Nola Speed and Style, the promoter of the whole entire show, um, and make it a yearly situation over there where we hope you know next year and the year after uh, we'll be a part of it as well and become an annual destination for Global Time Attack, Okay. Uh, such as what we've done with the uh, Drift Atlanta event, which Formula Drift does with uh, Road Atlanta in May, which right. is always the second weekend of May traditionally. Right. Um, Formula Drift has had a relationship with that track for over ten years now, um, and it's become a great event uh, for everybody involved out there. So when we were invited to be a part of it a few years ago, which you were at Austin, right? Um, you know, we were blown away. It's like, hey, you know, I felt like we're really moving this time attack situation in the right direction. Get it in front of more people uh, on site. The people you know with attendees but then also via a live stream and video and whatnot Um, so we're hoping to start to build that same situation down south in new orleans with uh nola speed and style okay october 17th and 18th It looks like it's going to be traditionally in october from this point forward um and then after that we've got our event that we do with super street magazine which is kind of the you know the king of the hill the one that started it out here Started it all off in North America for Time Attack is Super Lap Battle. Right. So I call it GTA Super Lap Battle. Global Time Attack's finale is the Super Lap Battle. And that is November 11th and 12th, a uh, few days after SEMA. Okay. And that's at Buttonwillow out here in California. Right.
0: I, yeah, I think I'm going to try and be there for that, too. So
2: That's uh, a really good event. Be it's, a, it's the Time Attackers' Time Attack is it really what is. I like to yeah. say. Yeah. It's during the week. It's no bullshit. You know, There's not a lot of fans there. There's more fans at it than there's ever been. The car count's higher than it's ever been. Uh, we started doing this event when I worked at Super Street Magazine with John the Derry. It was his idea back in 2004, uh, and we started putting it on back then. It was invite only. It stayed like that for many years after I left working at Super Street, after John the Derry left working at Super Street. The people that remained there carried it on. Um, when I started Global Time Attack a few years ago, it was a personal goal of mine to work with Super Street again in some aspect with Time Attack to try to help get it to be more prominent here, get more media coverage, and become more popular. I felt like working with them and working with uh, Super Lab Battle was a good way to get that started. Um, so looking forward to it. Uh, It's going to be two days this year due to the car count. Last year we had 63 cars signed up. It was a lot for a one-day event. Yeah. So we're moving at the two days, which now I can open it up to 80 cars. I had to turn away a few teams last year, which was pretty tough and heartbreaking to do that. You know, when the year prior I was begging teams to come. So it's been quite a turnaround on that situation, which has been great. People like Doug coming from across the United States. No kidding. Teams from Canada coming now. You know, teams from Texas, teams from Mid Atlantic, you know, um, teams from the Midwest, teams from Washington State. You know, I don't mean to sound like you know I'm trying to put on a ge- geography lesson here, but uh, it's it's pretty cool that these teams are coming from all over the place. Um, so it's like I said, it's time attacks, time attack. It's all business. It's it's mainly people that are super involved with the sport are the right. ones that are there.
0: Well, this yeah. event holds a lot of bragging rights for yes, people. Yes, it does. And that's, that's the draw.
2: You know, doing it at the same course every year, basically the same date for, you know, geez, just about about 10 years now. Yeah. yeah. Um, it becomes like a benchmark track, you know, even though it's not the sexiest race course in the United States. That's a fact. But – it's become a benchmark time attack track to where, has. if you're a front wheel drive person or a rear wheel drive person or an all wheel drive person, depending upon the severity of your setup, and when I mean that, I mean you know how much it looks like a street car or how much it looks like a race car. Now, <laughs> yeah. how extreme is <laughs> it? You know numbers that you should be running there if you're going to be considered fast, right? You know,
0: so you get the best of the best coming out.
2: Yeah, that's what that one's about, and it is. It's a full bragging rights situation, so it's a good one. Um, you know, I'm definitely excited about that because it's, you know, revisiting old friends and old foes and just seeing these, you know, kind of battles lay out. And, and, and they're already starting. They started last year after it ended, you know, about what's going to happen next year and who's going to get who and who's going to break the record. and. know who's gonna get their personal best you know doug's been wrapped up in that many times the front-wheel drive scene is normally dominated by hondas and acuras uh doug sometimes is looked upon as an outsider with the dodge srt4 which we love because we like the diversity we don't we're not just putting on you know a honda event we're putting on a time attack event We've gotten rid of the push rods rule for v 8s so either we have Corvettes and Mustangs that are involved now, overhead cam, mm-hmm. and, which uh, I think is a good move. Yeah. Well, why not? You know the thing is is that we're into cars, it's about going fast, it's about making horsepower. As long as it started off as a street car, meaning it was a production-based car that was available to the masses, then you're good to go. You know as long as you go by our tire rules and you know, the aero regulations and whatnot, you're going to fall into a certain class. And, you know, I don't really mind who the maker was and whatnot, what part of the world it was from, as long as it was available to everybody. I don't want to exclude anybody. Right. You know, and I understand there's traditions and whatnot. Time Attack was started in Japan, and I'm a huge JDM person, you know, and grew up that way uh, as a serious, like, Honda JDM guy, you know. So I respect the traditions, but at the same time, I want to progress, and, uh, you know, we're in the United States, and we could do things differently, I feel, and that's where we're based out of. So we're doing it our way is how I feel. So I want to open it up to all types of cars like that, and we, that's why we got rid of that push rod rule. Right. Okay. Awesome. Um, I know
0: that, you know, the, the Road Atlanta event, this will be, this is what, the f- third year for it? I think it was the fourth. I think it, was it the fourth? I think yeah. so. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah, I'm not doing math right. That's right. 12, 30, but uh, I've just seen it grow more and more every
2: year, and it's awesome. This past year was—I uh, was blown away. I—I um, th- uh, don't want to look it up, but I believe we had 52 or 53 cars signed up for it, or teams signed up for it. Okay. Um, I think we, we've, I had to turn away a couple then because, uh, you know, the year prior, we only had 32 or 34 or something like that. Right. And I felt cramped with the amount of space we had in the paddock. So there was, like, some production elements that I needed to figure out. Um, so I set it at about 50 cars. Next year, I believe, we'll be able to take up to 70. We'll wow. have enough space. That's we'll be able gonna to have be... enough time. Yeah. Um, but that one's grown into be something pretty special. You know, the thing is, is that it has the right elements to be a really big time attack event once a year um in north america right it has huge attendance as you guys have seen because formula drifts there trans am racing's there so it's a cool weekend a lot of racing going on and it starts at you know basically eight in the morning and it goes until like eight at night or 10 o'clock at night with formula drift ending it so it's a fun weekend there's a ton of people out there when i say a ton real numbers i'm a show promoter and real number there's over fifteen thousand people there it's great yeah you know? And a as media, a, turnout, as a driver,
0: I can tell you, it's really awesome coming down into Turn 10A, uh, especially on Saturday or, yes. or the second day rather. Yeah, Saturday. Um, when the stands are just packed, and it just it makes you feel really cool. It's almost like you're driving it like Petit Le Mans a little bit, you know. Yeah. So it's 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 really neat.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a different feeling, and, it, and like you said, it's an awesome sight when you're coming down uh, the backstretch and there's just people lining both sides of the straightaway. The whole way down and yeah. then you get into 10a 10b and there's just thousands and thousands of people there watching
2: yeah and personally being there and producing the time attack uh you know and and seeing some people year after year um coming back to watch it and seeing those numbers grow you know we get started pretty early in the morning there so of course the first year and even the second year there was a lot of people that didn't even realize that we were there as a part of the event you know because they'd show up in the afternoon for the drifting yeah and say wait you know, there's time attack cars here? What's going on, you <laughs> yeah. know? Why so, that
0: drift car got a wing on the front of it? Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> what, what are those guys doing, you know?
2: But you guys are using the whole track? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> so, um, you know, we've had to do our the best we can on educating the public in the area that we're there. We're there early in the morning and, you know, working with all the other people involved to help get the word out. Right. Um, and we've seen that portion of it grow to where there's more people showing up earlier in the morning you know, and I'm, we're, you know, I'm not used to it, to be honest with you, just like you guys are talking about coming down from the turn and saying, wow, look at all these people. I'm doing right. the same thing. I'm asking the people that helped me produce Global Time Attack, like Amanda, Tony, like, Bob, what are these people doing here? I'm, <laughs> I guess they're here to watch, you know, and yeah. it's like, hell yeah, this is fucking Sweet. great. Like, this, yeah. is, this is where we need this to be. So, you know, I'm hoping that the excitement that's starting to build around it is just really the beginning, right. you know, and how far will it go? I don't know. I I don't have, you know, unrealistic dreams and aspirations for it. I am realistic, but I think it could be bigger than what it is. So I hope this is just a beginning. Yeah. You know, I just feel that guys like yourself, guys like Doug, you know, people that come out and run these events and break their back, you know, it's nobody's first job. We're not like that. Right. It's everybody's second job. It's their hobby, and it's a passion, and they make it happen. So for me, I just feel to be able to help make it come full circle where you guys get the recognition that you deserve. You guys get help with the sponsorships that you deserve to make it easier to do these things. And you can go to more of my events that I put on. <laughs> right. Then again, it's full circle and it helps everybody out. And yeah. that's right. That's really what I'm hoping for. So, you know, more teams signing up, more fans coming out, more media supporting. It just means more money for everybody involved. So that's where we're hoping to go. So okay. we hope that's just the beginning over there in road atlanta and we hope that we become you know uh, a major part of that weekend right and uh, a big draw and it's not just when people think about it hopefully it's not just a big formula drift event but there's also this global time attack thing happening too and trans am racing
0: yeah right. you know
2: yeah. trans am cars are really cool yeah it's, they are it's
1: they awesome are. because it's a it's a really good mix of all the different types of racing where we've got the time attack where we're going just after the clock we're only only against time you've got the wheel-to-wheel racing with the transam and then you've got exactly the going on at the same time all at the same track all in the same day it's, it's a phenomenal event good
0: motorsport diversity absolutely
2: it is and it's in a good area for that type of uh diversity i think as well you know it's definitely accepted and I'm not saying that it wouldn't work everywhere, but it definitely works over in that area. A um, guy used to go to the Nopi Nationals from, like, I want to say 1999 to probably about I don't know, 2006 back. or something like that when I was working for Super Street Magazine. We used to do the Super Street Tour. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that, yeah. but that was one of the things I organized. <laughs> and um, I just always loved going to that area of the United States for automotive events. Um just people are super accepting to all different disciplines is what I call them, you know, of motorsports, not really just being super niche and super bitchy about their niche, you know, <laughs> but being open and yeah. excited, you know what I mean, about like what other people are doing and want to learn about it. So I, I think it's a great area, you know, um, to do it. So, it, yeah, it's definitely a good time. So next year, 2016, Yeah, what, it'll what be we the uh, I consider it round one of our professional schedule. For Global Time Attack, it's traditionally the second weekend, and it's actually the second Friday and Saturday of May. Not sure what that exact date is, but if you just look and see what the second weekend of May is, that's when Drift Atlanta happens at Road Atlanta in Braselton, Georgia, featuring Formula Drift and Global Time Attack and Trans-Am Racing. And Doug, ever so helpful with the assist. It's actually May 13th and 14th, 2016th. So Friday the 13th and Saturday the 14th of May is Global Time Attack Road Atlanta, Drift Atlanta, featuring Formula Drift, Trans Am, and Global Time Attack next year. So that's how we're going to kick the season off next year for the Pro Series. Okay. So how many events are you guys going to be running next year? Um, I'm looking at, um, as for right now, it will at least be a rinse and repeat of what the schedule was this year, Yeah. Um, which we introduced this year, the New Orleans event at NOLA Motorsports Park. So it's three pro events we're having this year. May, Road Atlanta. October, uh, GTA, NOLA Motorsports Park with NOLA Speed and Style. And then uh, Super Street Magazine's Super Lap Battle with Global Time Attack the week after SEMA in November. So we're looking at doing at least that again on the pro side for 2016. And it's going to be basically the same dates, like we talked about before. May 13th and 14th, 2016, Road Atlanta. Um, middle of October for uh, New Orleans NOLA Motorsports Park with NOLA Speed and Style and Global Time Attack and November Probably going to move it to a weekend next year. I don't want to confuse people, but it will be in November. Super Lab Battle, how it traditionally has been. I've been fighting with the track, and I mean it in a nice way to try to move it to a weekend. But it's been tough. Like I said, you know, ten years ago we started doing it on a Wednesday. Yeah. We had a reason for it. Yeah. And it's just kind of stuck. And now we're just kind of stuck. Yeah. Um. But I am looking to move it to a weekend. It might not be the weekend right after that Wednesday after SEMA, like I'd like. It might have to be like a week and a half later. But right. Probably going to move it to a weekend. The event deserves it. We'll get more spectator out there. Um, I'm looking at doing another four pro-ams locally out here in Southern California again. We've been doing that for – this was our third year of doing the pro-am series out here. Okay. Um, Lower costs, not as much production put into it so I can translate lower costs to the teams to sign up. Um, And they're geared towards getting newer – people out that don't normally time attack, maybe they're just on autocross, maybe they're just doing track days. Uh, We work with a speed district, we used to work with shift sector, that's pretty popular for doing the airstrip attacks out here in California. Um, They also do track days and whatnot. They came to me a couple years ago and said, do you want to do something with us? We've got these track days. I'm like, gosh, you know what, this is great, it's perfect timing, I've been wanting to do like a pro-am. So we worked that out a couple years ago, been working together ever since. This year we started working with Speed District instead because um, shift sectors, airstrip attacks have been taking off, no pun intended, and um, doing real well. So they need to focus on that. They are doing events at Pikes Peak now. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but they had yeah. an airstrip attack at Pikes Peak. Yeah. So a lot of their attention now is based on that. Speed District, Josh Shokri, has been doing HPDEs and track days out here for a few years now. He's a friend of mine. He's been doing our timing and scoring at most of our events, actually. And A lot of people don't know that for the last couple of years now. So it's kind of natural to start working with him on uh, continuing the pro-am. So we will continue that next year with Speed District out here at least four events again. They bounce back and forth between Willow Springs, Big Track, Streets of Willow, and Button Willow. What I am looking to change up next year is I'm really hoping to add Auto Club Speedway next year once or twice, either as a part of the Pro-Am schedule or adding it as possibly being like a fourth Pro event, adding to the Road Atlanta NOLA Button Willow Super Lap Battle situation. So that's kind of where I'm looking with that. I know I confused myself. I'm not sure if you guys are confused. Doug fell asleep over here, so I'm <laughs> pretty sure I lost everybody, guys. Sorry about that, but the show
1: might have got canceled. But if you but no, no, but if but if you go if you go to Auto Club, then somebody might have the opportunity to break my record, which has been there for six years now. That's true. So, I've got all the Honda ooh.
2: front-wheel drive guys who have been, you know, yeah they've been trying put money in my pocket, you yeah. know what I mean? They're trying to get me to throw one over there and make sure it's during a time that Doug can't make it.
0: <laughs> yeah. You need to start leaving your car out here most of the year I'd, I'd and have to then build a and then shipping one. it for the stuff just on the east coast I'd just build going a second going out car car there. You
1: know, they're pretty easy to put together, so you know.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh I guess you can always add some electric back windows too.
1: Yeah, no. Love that about <laughs> the SRT4s. Yeah. It's all about weight saving. Oh yeah. 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 And being cheap,
0: yeah, and just yeah, that's true too. <laughs> it's like the Type R. <laughs> like the Type R. So, anyways, Doug, uh, you want to tell us about some of the, uh, I guess, your driving history a little bit?
1: Well, sure. We uh, built the car, uh, started competing with it back in two thousand and six. Uh, started out running the uh, One Lap of America event, which is a uh, pretty big deal it's usually about a five to six thousand mile loop around the country visiting about a dozen racetracks okay and competing uh 2006 we like to say we were there uh 2007 we went back with a lot more preparation under our belts and uh actually won our class and came in fifth overall in a you know modest maybe 375 horsepower front wheel drive street car which you know nobody up to that point had ever done anything even close to that right Um, so we were really proud of that accomplishment Um, And then in 2008, we started doing time attack and uh, really kind of got into that. So we've been doing time attacks uh, every year since then. You know, we try and compete in some other events as well. I mean, Jason was mentioning uh, shift sector with their airstrip attacks. We did a similar event just a few weeks ago back in Georgia and uh, won for both days in the front-wheel drive class. That's right. I
0: saw that. We did
1: 162 in a standing start half-mile.
0: That's so. a pretty quick little neon <laughs> that's moving yeah
1: yeah we were we were we were happy with that we, were, we got a few tweaks. we're gonna maybe go visit their uh event down in uh Florida okay in uh late January two thousand and sixteen and uh with a few tweaks to the car, maybe a little bit different arrow on it we'll uh see what we can do and bump that up maybe five or ten miles an hour
0: are they taking taking some of the arrow off a little bit?
1: Well, we tried that at the uh, Georgia event, and I just made the car unstable. <laughs> so okay. we put it all back on. Okay. Because if its car was unstable, then you want to lift, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. So, so we put it back on. But never like said, lift. But we we came with a hundred percent street car. You know exactly the way we have it set up for Time Attack and. Uh, Unfortunately, I ran out of time. I didn't even get a chance to do, my, do redo my alignment and take my two and a half degrees of camber out of the front tires. Oh yeah. So I'm sure that didn't help my acceleration very much. Yeah, but probably not. So, so we're gonna we're gonna try and come a little more prepared for the next one. You know, this was our first time out. We just wanted to go out and have some fun. Okay. And uh, but anyway, but you know, it's like we do with a lot of the other races. You know, we do. You know, we started doing these other series, this uh, this Optimus uh, Search for the Ultimate Street Car. We've been very successful in that as well. Uh, we're the only front wheel drive car to ever win one of their events uh, for our class and uh... and we actually finished second overall for the entire event at that event down at sebring florida last year and this year we're leading the championships for uh... the gtl class and we're hoping to uh, wrap that up this weekend and solidify that win okay and uh... take that championship home for two thousand fifteen Yeah.
0: for those that are unfamiliar what kind of cars you going up against
1: uh... that series is really wide open there's a lot more uh... vintage and pro touring type cars in there but one of the biggest things right now there's i know in the gt class This weekend, there's 19 fifth generation Camaros. And in various levels of preparation, from. Wow. Yeah. In various levels of preparation, from from almost stock to they bought a brand new car. And put a sequential transmission, uh 700 horsepower motor, <laughs> uh carbon brakes, all 14-inch carbon brakes all the way around. So it's
0: it's a fifth gen, but it's really not
1: a fifth no. gen. No, yeah, now all. now it's more like an indie car. Seriously, um, yeah, there or are or
0: a Trans Am car. I mean, you're getting close to a
1: TA at that point. Yeah, they are. There are some crazy, crazy cars out there. But then there's also you know people coming out and just you know uh, a lot of things you'd see a kind of a rod run or, a, or at a Saturday night car show. You know, the guys just going down to the you know. Down to the to the local hangout and and they're not under the hood. They're not typically the same, but yeah. some of them have that look to them. You know.
0: Sorry, guys, uh, for our listeners, uh, we're currently sitting right next to a dyno that has a brand new uh, Mercedes. Uh, it's not the SLS; it's the new one.
2: What, what um, car was that? I think it's an AMG GT, correct?
0: I think uh, something like that. Yeah, I think that's. I think, I think, it's I think that's, a GT that's it. Is what it's yes. called that sounds okay. Yeah, I mean, when I was shopping so for a lot my, of my price range, I was shopping that, for my. Yeah, I my don't G- even look. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was shopping for my GT3 and stuff, so I didn't, yeah. I never, I never even just never looked at those. Never cross cross yeah. shopped. Sounds great though.
1: Yeah, when I when I was deciding on cars, it was down between the Porsche and the Neon, and I, was, <laughs> it was really just up to a coin. <laughs> that. That's right.
0: Now, granted, you do have two of those cars already right now. You have your. Oh, you don't have it anymore? Oh, I thought you had a streetcar back.
1: No, no, I've. Uh, I've had I thought
0: to, I thought the race car broke at one point. Yeah, I've had, had to campaign a street car, a street car,
1: car uh, at Road Atlanta before, but that was actually my crew chief's car. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. We, well, for we, some for luck- some
0: reason, I thought it was yours. Yeah.
1: Luckily, that's uh, uh, a close enough venue to our home that uh, I was able to go home and okay. bring his street car back and,
0: see my mistake. <laughs> So yeah, I just—I just have to go
1: back to the records and DQ him for that event.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, if anything, yeah. (laughs)
1: Just kidding, it's not a rule, but
2: (laughs) it could be. We should make
0: it one. Yeah, 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 we should.
1: I hadn't hadn't turned a hot lap in my car yet, so
0: (laughs) the Doug Wand Amendment. Yes, (laughs) Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) That—that's never been proposed before. (laughs) (laughs) No, never. Yeah, yeah. No. you know as Jay said, there are rules about those type of things, but I hadn't turned a hot lap in my car so it wasn't right. officially on the books yet. Yeah. okay so we're able to uh, run home and uh, get a get a replacement. Okay. <laughs> and it was just you know at that point then we we're just out there having fun. We weren't gonna win anything. We weren't gonna it was all know, on the luck. Yeah. take home any any uh, big checks you know but <laughs> now, uh, but we're out there having fun.
0: All right. Now Jason, uh, regarding rules, uh, I know we were talking a little off air. Uh, do you have any rule changes that might be coming up for next next year that you want to talk about?
2: <laughs> um yeah, know, yeah, it's one of those things. The rules are something that I want to talk about and I also don't want to talk about, of yeah. course. Um It's like Fight Club. You know? It's like the SECA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you know it's the rules. There you goes know?
0: the SECA sponsorship. Well
2: it's, <laughs> it's impossible to please everybody. Right. Um and I'm normally a people pleaser, so it's a rough spot for me. So I like to defer to uh Tony Zerka, our tech director and Ray Steward. Uh, And let him take the brunt of the action, you know? (laughs) But uh, I actually really can't get into it too much publicly on exactly what details of what's changing and whatnot because... Not official yet. It's not official yet because we're not 100% sure yet that that's exactly what we're going to do. I want to say we're probably 99% sure. I just need to say that we're sure with it. And I'm kind of like the last person right now that need to read through them another hundred times. Do you you speak with
0: your crew and you guys make a decision as a group? Yeah.
2: We also involve uh, multiple people in the scene, you know, whether if they're maybe someone that works at a tire company, you know, maybe someone that, you know, works at an aero company, um, you know, someone that works on a race team that we respect, you know, someone that works on a race team that we don't respect, but we want to hear what they have to say.
0: Somebody that runs a podcast. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, we don't listen to them. (laughs) uh,
2: So we do involve different people, um, you know, we're not the smartest people in the world, but we're smart enough to know that we don't know it all and we should involve people that are actually out there doing this that are a part of it. Right. That's uh, good. That's proactive. You know, uh, we've kind of did that since day one. I used to have like a panel of esteemed drivers the first couple years that we would call on and, and talk to. Now we kind of just do it more low key because we've been around for about five years now and we know people better now than we did back then. Right. So I don't make it as official. You know, kind of grab someone. Hey, do you want to be a part of this? I'm going to send you them. You know, keep it between us, please. Yeah. But I want to get your opinion. Um, So we've worked through those stages, and they've been rewritten and changed and edited. And like I said, they're pretty much ready to go public. I'm just not ready yet. I just want to go through some more scenarios. I like to look at how it's going to affect everybody that runs with us um, and what it's going to do to them. You know, because I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna have these conversations with people, so I want to think about what we're doing and whatnot and how it changes things. But uh, the last few years, there really have not been too many significant changes at all with our rules. I'd probably say, and I, I mean, I'll ask you, Doug. Yeah. Is it safe to say that from when we started, there really hasn't been too many significant changes? I mean, I don't feel like there's been too many.
1: No, I, I think everything that's been done uh, since back in, I guess, in 2011, 2012, when the when the series really started taking off, were more fine tuning. There weren't a lot of a lot of drastic changes going on. just Making things, making sure everything was safe, and making sure everything, uh, they, you know, kind of leveling the playing field a little bit. So. Right. Right.
2: And, and we're sticking with that theme, um, but we are may the reason why I ask that is because I'd probably say that the changes that we're gonna make now to the rules are probably the biggest changes that we've made since we've started um but it's really to it's needed because the rules have stayed the way that they have for a few years now, and the way that they're written is that I want people to exploit them you know there there isn't a bunch of things that say no or yes, you know if it's not in there, then do it you know i mean to me that's racing right. to me that's time attack to me that's drag racing. To me, and that's it what this is around a circuit. You know, it's about just being balls out. You know, but we need these cars to be safe. I need these cars. We've got four classes, and we need better separation between the classes. So that's really what I'm alluding to is that there's going to be more separation between the classes now. You know, there's an. an you know, we started off having three classes years ago: street, limited, <clears throat> and unlimited. Unlimited look like spaceships if they're done right limited cars almost look like spaceships and street cars were supposed to look more like street cars but the way that our rules are written they're pretty wild or in an open so you could make a street car look pretty wild so we introduced an enthusiast class a couple years ago Um, in a way I felt like we're working backwards in a way I don't know if I'm saying that right but you know it's almost like you think that we would start off to where there would be Enthusiast Street, and then we would started to introduce <laughs> an Unlimited one day. But we started off balls-out style and then realized that we need to create a place for cars that are yeah. really, honestly, true street cars. Yeah. Right? That these guys drive 40 miles a day to right. work and back or to school and back, and they really drive them. Not a street car. and I'm doing the thing with <sighs> the fingers, you know, the quotations. Yeah. So we introduced the Enthusiast class. Um, but we needed to put—I'll be honest with you—we needed to put more thought into it, and we—and the time has come for us to put more thought into cr- trying to create more separation for the classes, and that's what we're gonna do. So might ruffle a few feathers here and there, but um, it's what's needed, and it's what's gonna happen.
0: Well, the, the thing that's always been attractive, like for me, seeing Time Attack, and probably is for most people, is you get very extreme. Uh, possibilities with the way that people prep their cars. Yes. And I think that that still s- seems to be the case with the way that you have the rules where That's they can still be change. innovative.
2: Correct. Right. That's not going to change. You know, we're we're not going to, you know, the things that make time attack time attack um, and the things that make it great and the things that make it beautiful are not going to change. No horsepower limits in any classes. Right. No restrictors, none of that, you know. Still no separation between naturally aspirated vehicles and turbocharged or supercharged vehicles. Okay. Okay. To me, it's still a fight. And you we're all shaped differently, we're all different sizes in this room. Doesn't mean just because I'm the tallest guy that I would win a fight between us all. You know, it doesn't mean that, you know. And these are battles is how I look at them. And you bring the weapon that you choose to the battle. Yeah. You know? And it is not drag racing it is around a road circuit you know there's so much that comes into play besides just the horsepower and the torque on these mm-hmm. vehicles and if you don't know that then you don't know what you're talking about i've learned that over the years that you could have a car with 300 horsepower with the right driver in it and whatnot going up against the guy with 600 horsepower and the guy with 300 is going to beat him all the time right you know i I've, I've see it every time we do an event i always see it happen so That's not going to change. You know, you bring what you want to bring to this battle. If it's turbocharged and supercharged or if it's not, that's up to you. We're not going to penalize you for choosing which way that you went. So those things are not going to change. It's still going to be very wide open. You know, the unlimited class is not really going to change. It just gets a little bit safer. Yeah. Uh, The main changes that I'm talking about come to the enthusiast level and the street class level. That's where the main changes are going to come to in terms of like... uh, um, stickiness of tires it's really like a main thing yeah that already compound treadwear yeah. you know that's going to change utqg rating if i'm saying that yeah. correct mm-hmm. uh, well, even then
0: there's like, like re71r from bridgestone needs to be like an r comp well,
1: there's
2: good. some very fast tires. Yeah, there are now. some very fast tires you know right. so we're going to try to create separation by messing with the numbers a little bit there and uh You know, that's really all I could say about that. You know, it's not going to be anything that's going to change the essence of global time attack or or time attack for that matter at all. You know, it's really just about trying to make the enthusiast class cars and the street class cars more like what they're supposed to be. You know, more like an enthusiast level car, which is for us a street car. You know, our classes really are tire classes. Like, you know, it's you know that running from running with us. Yeah, absolutely. Is that, you know, that's the way that I've always put them is that. You know, it's a street tire class. It's a limited tire class. It's an unlimited tire class. Right. And that's why there's no limits on horsepower. You know, and you've talked about this with what you're doing this weekend. It's like, hey, we all got to run this same tire. If he chooses to have 1,000 horsepower on this tire that's not that sticky, he should be running a slick with that, with that much power, then he's going to have issues with that right. that he has right. to deal with that are unique to him, yeah. which I might not have because I have the power that maybe is going to work the proper and the best right. with this particular setup that mm-hmm. I'm having to run. So. Yeah. Again, that's why there's no limits on horsepower. You're never going to see that as long as I'm in control. Okay. Yeah. Hor- you know? H- horsepower and money doesn't buy fast times. Yeah. No, it doesn't. But it's for great excitement, and for some people, it you know, it's it's just a part of. For, I mean, it's about going fast. I know it sounds corny. You know what I mean? But it, it is. It's about going fast, and to yeah. some people, it's about making horsepower. Yeah. You know. To other people, it's about you know, just fine tuning the whole setup.
1: There's you know? a thrill for everyone. Yeah. And exactly. it can be in different places.
2: Exactly. Right. Exactly. So you know, we want to cater to like that wild woman, that wild man, that wild driver, that wild team. You know, that's that's what we're about. That's what we're for. You don't have to have wild horsepower numbers to be that type of person. Right. You know, th- this is the place for you. You know, we've got space available still. Shameless plug. October seventeenth and eighteenth. Go to our website globaltimeattack.com dot com. You could email me at info. At GlobalTimeAttack.com, I'll answer your questions. If something's scaring you away, talk to me about it. But I'd like to get more drivers out to the New Orleans event. It's next weekend. NOLA Motorsports Park. Talk to me. Entry fee scaring you away? Let me hear your sob story. <laughs> Win me over. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd like to get more teams out there. Right now we got about 20 teams signed up. Doesn't sound super impressive, but I'm actually happy with it. We talked about how great Road Atlanta was this year and how cool it was the year before and how badass it's going to be next year. The first two years we did it, first year we had 12 cars. We brought and paid for three of them coming from California. So we had nine cars locally, pretty weak. The second year at Road Atlanta, we had about 16 or 17 cars, and that was it. So for us to be the first year at NOLA Motorsports Park with 20 cars, I feel good about that. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy about that. We've got guys coming from Texas, guys coming from uh, Missouri, Kansas, Iowa, I think, uh, Virginia. Um, reportedly, there's even a guy coming down from Maryland. Maybe Kevin maybe. Parlett from Maryland. We'll see. Oh, yeah. He's got the talking part down. Yeah, Let's right, see he's if, back he, up if he's there got now, the action he? part down. we yeah. yeah. have to say he hasn't signed up yet. So, but anyways, uh, 20 cars, I'm pretty happy with that, you know. So, um, hopefully, we'll end up with 25 or 30, and then it'll look like a real good time attack sessions out there on the track. But we still got space available. Um, So, hit me up, globaltimeattack.com. It's on the homepage, October 17th and 18th. I still got space available. Talk to me. We'll make it happen. Cool. It's going to be a really good event. Awesome. And hopefully it looks like you guys will be out there, right, Austin? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I will be there. Uh, I may even be driving the wagon. So Ooh, we'll see. there we go. So we yeah. might
2: get the 21 now. See if I could twist his arm here when we get off the name. show. I think you'll be there. You want to be there.
0: <laughs> I want to be there. I really do. It should be It should be pretty easy
2: to make it. I mean, there should, there should be a slip angle entry. Yeah. I mean, you just we I think we a need whole it all over the side of the car promotional thing that we're missing right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're gonna have to. Straight I just, I just it.
0: want photos of a station wagon on track, like livery up. It's always good like to having see that. having the, yeah, the global time I attack number card. I don't know
2: if we've ever had a wagon.
0: Yeah, you probably never had a diesel either.
1: No, we've
2: not. Yeah,
0: no. You
1: probably, probably win the alternative fuel you're class. You've probably
0: never had anyone out there with four passengers in the car.
1: That they've done.
2: That's been done, yeah. That's been done, unfortunately, Oh, yes. never for mind. For official business, but that's been done. Never mind. <laughs> this is for research. <laughs> yeah. Research. Yeah. For research. In the name
0: of science. This is a rolling laboratory. Please yeah. be careful. Right.
2: There's you need one, to w- check the track out, okay? Because I produce
1: these events. I never get out on track. I want to get out on a track. I don't care that it's in the rental van. I'm getting out there. <laughs> that's the bad, awesome. The bad part is in Austin's car. There's only one helmet. They just pass it around between the four people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's how we do. That's all right. It's probably only enough knowledge in there because we're all in there together. Like, <laughs> if someone's riding with me and there's four people in the car, it's probably they're probably not the smartest person. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, Doug, where can uh, people find out more about you and and your team and?
1: Well, we can look on our. Uh, we've got a website with Okay, and we've also got a Facebook with the same name for Windspeed Motorsports, and also my personal page is Douglas Wind. Okay, and uh, a lot of information posted up there. Uh, what we've been doing, what we're doing right now, and what we're going to be doing for the ne- uh, rest of the 2015 season.
0: Okay, great. Well, on behalf of um, John Wagliardo and myself and Adam Jabe, who could not be here, uh, we thank you a lot. So, anyways. Uh, we'll go ahead and cut it here so thanks guys thank
2: you for having us on thank you